Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to Briz the Atlantic. We are your hosts, music web designer Ross Barber, owner of Electric Kiwi, where we create awesome custom websites for bands, artists, and musicians. And I'm award-winning singer-songwriter and music documentarian Marcin Novelli, founder of the electronic rock band Midnight Soundtrack. This week, we're pleased to welcome actor, musician, and podcaster Jordan Woods-Robinson to the show. As an actor, Jordan's worked alongside Sir Anthony Hopkins, Colin Farrell, and Donald Sutherland, and is part of the prestigious Blue Man Group. Jordan can currently be seen on AMC's hit series, The Walking Dead. Jordan released his sophomore album, Crazy and Back, in early 2015. He is also the co-founder of SOSstudio.co, an online recording company networking musicians, vocalists, and engineers around the world. Welcome to the show, Jordan. Thank you. Hello. Hey. How are you? <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> What's up, guys? This has been a long time coming. We've been uh, talking back and forth uh, via Twitter for months now, I think. Yeah. Uh, for a long, no, long true. time. We touched base and then and then life happened and things didn't happen and then stuff happened and here we are happening things. Absolutely. <laughs> here we are. That. Uh, tell us three things about yourself that everyone should know. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Um, most interesting thing uh, today was that I heard some... Uh, rustling on my roof and i figured someone was walking around on my roof as people do mm-hmm. and um and i climbed out my window and i climbed up onto the roof to see what was going on and there was about 15 vultures up there on my roof and then just as many on the roof across from me and then also around here and then a whole cloud of them circling up in the sky um and oh. there was a there was a possum that had had an unfortunate day um and it was a uh, it was on the street in front of my house. Anyway, that's not really about me, but that just tells you, you know, my day. Um, I am a musician. Uh, I, I grew up a multi-instrumentalist. I guess that's good to know. I grew up in Tennessee um, with uh, playing fiddle is my, my main thing. Um, and then, you know, uh, uh, Dollywood. You guys heard of Dollywood? Heard of it. Maybe? Yeah. It's Dolly Parton's theme park. In oh, okay. are you serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Did you not know? Did you not know she had a theme park, Marcio? <laughs> yeah. So I used to work there and Dixie Stampede, and then I went to school for theater. Um, what else do people not know about me? I'm a vegan. You're One of the main reasons you're on the show. No, I'm just that's kidding. right. No, it's, no, it's 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 a big plus. Ross was like, I don't know, I don't know about this guy. I'm like, he's vegan, and he and in fact that he didn't want you on the show because of that. But, he's anti-vegan. But Ross? then you told Ross that I was on a Mac, and he's like, oh well, we have to. Yeah, have yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's kind of how it went. Yeah, yeah exactly. Both how did you know? You're like, you know, you I'm a triple sense. agent. I'm playing I, both sides here. I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, and then yeah, SOS Studio. But does you know? We'll talk about that in a bit. Cool. So you um, you studied at Tisch School of the Arts. Yeah. Um, I'm curious as to how you feel your education there set you up for a career in the creative industries, and what the most important thing you felt that you took away from there might be. That is awesome. Uh, in my time at Tisch, the co- really cool thing about Tisch is that, first of all, it's a huge class, which is kind of intimidating. There, you know, tons and tons of people on campus, so that can seem weird, but. The way they justify and rectify that is um, all of the acting students are broken down into different studios and then different classes within that studio. So depending on, you know, 
you you go in with an audition and uh, and like a monologue and a and a and a and an interview when you're first uh, auditioning for the school, and from that the the mentors kind of decide oh. I saw this in him. I think he'd do really well in this studio. I think that that would, you know, speak to him as a performer, as an artist, as someone who can, who can, uh, you know, it'll resonate with him more. All these, this style of teaching it, and um, and that's cool. That's that's great going into such a large community with such diverse actors and teaching styles. And um, the studio that I was in was called Playwrights Horizons, which is also a theater in New York. Um, they have their own, you know, theater company. But um, they have one aspect of the theater company, uh, which is Playwrights Horizons Theater School, which is at Tisch, and it's teaching whole theater. So it's not just teaching actors; it's teaching designers and directors and producers, oh, wow. and it's teaching all of you side by side. And the idea is, you can then go off and start your own theater company, or put up your own show, or X, Y, and Z. And so, what I really got from that was building a toolbox. You know, having so many different ideas are coming at you. So many different uh, theories of how you should do this. I mean, acting is like religion. You know, it's like everybody's got a different idea of how to get there, and everybody's saying the exact same thing. But it just, you know, it just whatever is true for you. And so, building all of this, and um, and I actually didn't do any film and TV work until after college, until I'd done Blue Men for a couple of years, and then. Uh, and then I moved to Orlando and did film and TV there. So all of my training was in theater, which really prepared me for the Blue Man experience, which was awesome. Awesome. I, I really like that comparison. Oh, yeah. You're, thanks. you're all going to the same place. Yeah. And I think it's true about food, too. I mean, like health, like everybody. Right. Uh, there's so many, so many different ideas of how to be healthy or, or whatever. And it's all, everybody's saying the same thing. It's just your own personal truth. Yeah. And I'm saying that, you know, vegan is the best way. <laughs> yeah. And you're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm outnumbered again. This is this is happening more right. I know. We, I, I've kind of I'm trying to get a bit more vegans on the show. It's it's kind of subconscious, kind of not. He's trying to convert me. He's trying to bring me over to the light well, side. You know but I'm still like hanging out over here on the dark just, side. Just as a side note, it's not actually like so much. For, I just want to kind of spread the knowledge a little bit. I I, I just recommended forks over knives and cowspiracy yeah. to him because I think one touches more on the health side of things. The other one touches well, not touches it completely. Just gives facts on the environmental side of things. It's not up to, for debate, you know. Yeah. Um, agriculture is the leading cause of global warming. It's not It's not debatable. <laughs> I've got, there's a cookbook that I love. It's called, oh, of course, it just flew out of my mind. I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about that, and it's gone now. It's by Mark Bittman, okay, uh, B-I-T-T-M-A-N, yeah. Anyway, he is, food, is it Food Matters? Maybe it's Food Matters. Maybe. But he is, this guy's a critic and a chef and a food connoisseur. And the story that he puts in the forward of his book, he's having all these health issues. He goes up to the doctor and the doctor says, look, I'm not going to, I'm just going to cut straight to the chase. If you don't adopt a plant-based diet, you're going to die soon. Oh, wow. And, uh, and Mark Bittman says, I can't do that. I'm a food critic. Have, have you met me? That's, you know, I have to be able to eat everything. And he said, well, you figure it out then. And, um, and so his challenge was, um, he decided that for the first two meals of the day, he eats vegan. And then for dinner, he'll incorporate some form of animal protein, but it's forced him to look at all of the ways that the rest of the world incorporates meat into their diets. Because in, in many of Western, you know, society cultures, uh, meat is the, you know, you put the meat on the plate and then you fill up the space with some other stuff around right. it. Right. But in every, many, many other cultures. Most other cultures. You, you cook with vegetables and stocks and broths first, and then the meat is the last thing that you add to it that 
provides that next level or that extra texture or flavor or whatever right. it is, just that, you know, just kind of rounds it out. So anyway, yeah. he's, that's what the whole cookbook is, is him saying, look, I, this is my justification for this. I'm, you know, I, I need to uh, d change the way I think about eating and, but I, I can't kick everything out of my diet. So this is how, this is how it makes sense to me. It's pretty cool. That's really cool. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Yeah, now going back to the uh, your education, I just want to ask, uh, well, trust me, I could talk about veganism forever. Believe <laughs> <laughs> me, he could. He could. <laughs> just going back to education for a sec, I just want to get your opinion on education versus experience. Oh my gosh. I, that, that's, I think that's one of the chicken before the egg questions, you know? It's like, I think, I think the experience will allow you to be honest and, and uh, you know, come to the table with the life experience, the, the memories and everything else that you need in order to completely relate to what it is that you have to achieve. But the education is there to allow you to replicate that a time and time again, you know, to be able to right. not just feel it and, and, and perform it once and then move on, but to be able to feel it and learn it and process it and save it in different compartments of your body so that you can recall it at any time, you know? And that's, I, I don't have much life experience. I grew up on an animal rescue farm. I mean, I've, I've seen some amazing stuff. I've seen, um, I've seen some hard times, but I, I, I've never been one to want for anything. I've never been one to go through any major loss in my family, knock on wood, you know, anything like that. And it's, uh, and so like, that, that usually is what people think of when they think of experience. It's like, oh, I used to live under a bridge and now I'm a CEO. You know, like that's, that's life experience. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've never had anything like that, you know? So that, that's where the training comes in of being able to take a story of my, you know, remembering a time when my dog died or whatever and using that to, to tell the story of the world's about to end or whatever. You know, I'm just making well, stuff up. it's kind of the same, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, to us. <laughs> yeah, to us. Yeah. yeah, so I think there's definitely there's definitely room and uh, a need for both, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Like you said, I think the education helps you to take the experience and, uh, you know, apply it in a, a way. It, it teaches you maybe the techniques that you need right. to really express it in a way that works. Uh, and, yeah, and context. like like as a designer, you're like, I was speaking just as an actor, but I mean, it's true as like, you know, a designer, for instance, where you see something that you really like, you see a website that you're like, that's incredible. I want to be able to implement that into my future projects. But then, and so that's the experience. That's the knowing what you like and knowing what you, what moves you. Yeah. But then the, the technique and the ability to capture that and to change it and to implement it into what you're doing is the education side of it. I like so, that. Yeah. And well, all that's brought you to starring in The Walking Dead, a show that's that right. some of you may have heard of. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the audition process? That's what I'm really interested in. And also, how does it feel to be part of one of the biggest shows in the world right now? Uh, so I'll talk about how it's uh, how it's a part to be a part of it. It's um, it's really it's just incredibly awful, and yes, <laughs> you got me there. That's, that's I know we up. laugh as if no, there's no way it could be awful. It could be awful. Maybe we he's being know. serious. <laughs> anyway, he's like no, seriously, he's like holding up a sign. It's like help, it says help me. <laughs> <laughs> I've got producers over, like they just run in through the door and like put a bag over my head. Um, no, the show is fantastic, man. It's yeah. like I heard all these stories before before getting onto the show about how the cast was a family and like everybody was just uh, like family 
family. That's just the word that everybody used to describe it. And I was like, that's cool. That's a nice, that's an endearing way of maybe, you know, maybe somebody came up with that. But it's like just being on set. And the first person I, I met was Norman Reedus, who plays Daryl. And, um, and he's like the very first person I met. And he comes up to me and he just says, welcome to the family. And he gives me a big hug. And I was like, this, like the family thing is not made up. This is, this is how everybody, and I think it's, I think it's, it's a, such a heavy-handed show that, you know, and, and lots of the actors and the crew and everybody are just super friendly and super lighthearted. So there's always, there's jokes, joking in between, there's games, there's all sorts of other stuff. Like they, uh, unless it's a scene where they have to, you know, stay in it, uh, then everyone respects that and they allow the process to happen. But if it's something that has a little more flexibility, then, then in between takes, it's just people hanging out and being really good friends and, and having a good time. And I think that helps juxtapose you know and and uh, even out the the nature of this incredible show but the audition for all of this was awesome so i'm in orlando florida which is um not widely known to be a hot spot for film and tv projects no <laughs> but it is there's a good amount of stuff here in the in the southeast um the nice thing is all the way from uh atlanta and some stuff in south carolina down to miami it's all considered like a kind of a local casting pool and there are lots of episodic projects there are lots of movies going on um and so living within this area you're eligible to go in for any of that even if it's in another state so uh we actually book a lot from tape so you can see i've got behind me i've got a video camera right here i've got some lighting stuff set up i've got my acoustic panels and i've got diffusion panels some other stuff in the space but um i recorded i booked everything for walking dead from this room right no here no way I never even I never went into the casting director's office. I never met a producer. I never shook hands with the director. It was all they send the sides, which are fake. Everything is completely fake. You don't know your character name because there's such a following, and they're they're about two years or so behind the graphic novels. You know, so anybody who's read the graphic novels, if they got a glimpse of any spoiler, then they'd be able to anticipate where the show is going. So um, it I I put it on tape against this wall and uh, I was actually out of town the first time that I got an audition for it and uh, I originally auditioned for this is not a spoiler uh, Ross so (laughs) (laughs) I'm being very sure not to not to give spoilers but um, I auditioned for the um, the role of Aaron um, and didn't get that and I was like fine and then the next week the producers came back and said hey we know we didn't take you for that but we want you to audition for this and so um, I auditioned for this uh, next role and I was on vacation with my family in a remote cabin an hour away from any cell service. And um, I, I was able to get the notification and we filmed it against the kitchen wall and, uh, <laughs> and we just happened to have our camera with us. And, and then I got back to Orlando and they sent a request for a couple adjustments and uh, the showrunner, Scott Gimple, um, brilliant man, uh, sent some notes and said, you know, can you make these adjustments? And I sent it in again. And then they called me and said, you need to be up here in 24 hours to start filming. And that was it. Oh, wow. <laughs> it wow. was really, it was quite intense, but, uh, it, it was one of those experiences where it was such high octane that I was just completely frazzled and didn't sleep much and, and all that. But a friend of mine said it really well. She said, this is, this is a sign to you that you're going to do well. And the universe has plans, but you're going to lose a couple of years of your life trying to get there. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's going to wear on you. Um, 
but it's been it's been awesome and the, and the show is just fantastic so uh, it's a real honor we are so happy for you man thanks we dude. really are yeah and i and love, I'm really I love your energy for uh, for season five because as i was saying to jordan before the interview i've not seen any of season five which is where your right. character comes into it you um so yeah, I'm uh, I'm really excited. It's gonna arrive four days after we record this interview, and I'm oh. probably gonna end up watching it in three days. So yeah, yeah, just how it normally goes. So yeah, I'm excited, and I will be messaging you to tell you what I like about your character Please. and what they should have done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Send me an email. It, it, that'll be yeah. Let me let me talk about it. It's great. I want to hear all about it. So tell us about SOS Studio and how it helps musicians, vocalists, and engineers. Totally, man. So SOS Studio started off as a project a number of years ago. I've got a, at NYU, I had a mentor. Her name is Elizabeth Suedos, and she's a, an OB uh, award-winning a, a play, um, composer and playwright and music director and all this other stuff. She's incredible. Um, but I worked with her for a number of years, and I got Blue Man Group, and I got pulled away from New York and thus under her wing. And, um, and she gave me a challenge. She said, write one new song a week. She said, it doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be your favorite song it just has to be finished it has to be out of your head so that you can make room for the next one and i said cool and i waited a little while and um but then i took the challenge very literally and actually you know i i was in my studio and i would write record mix and post a new song each week onto my website um and i got burnt out pretty quickly i i did an album i did 13 or 14 songs um and i tried emulating a different style each time anyway i'm getting off the the topic um (laughs) Eventually, that I started bringing in more collaborators. I brought in a mixer, I brought in a drummer, um, and then I started bringing in vocalists and more guitarists and people who could do the instruments that I was playing better than I could so that I could put up a song and then I could have professional freelance studio musicians fill in all the parts with their ideas because I think that you know five ideas are better than one. I, I was noticing that even though I was, try, I was emulating different styles of song, of music, of bands, they all ended up sounding fairly similar because they were all coming from my brain. Every single instrument was coming from my brain, regardless of how much I tried to, you know, play differently than I would normally. And, um, and so opening up to professionals that effortlessly just lay down their first instinct and it's worlds beyond what I could come up with um, was just very eye-opening. So SOS Studio has grown out of that and we're now, we're a community of songwriters and, uh, we, we support each other by helping record new albums. Um, I'm launching a new distribution package right now where people you know, can, can come to us and we'll put, a, we'll put you up on uh, iTunes and Spotify and Amazon and Google Play and all that other stuff. Oh, wow. you, you keep 100% royalties. You know, like it, it's, it's for the songwriter. The, the idea is I want to help you reach huge levels of success and I think that times are changing. I think that, I think that streaming music is here to stay which i'm sure marcio you'll probably agree that that might not be the most ideal thing to hear as a musician and as a as a songwriter and as an artist but i think it's here to stay i don't think it's going anywhere and i think that our challenge is to find the ways to make it a plus for us you know make it make it a tool that we can use effectively that will actually be great for us and my first theory right now is that i think that i think that the world of albums are going to be gone soon. I think it's going to turn Which into is singles. So sad for me. I'm an yeah. album guy. Oh yeah. You know, well, so I'm not only as a music listener, I, I love albums, but also as a songwriter, I, I, I write songs, but I write albums. You know yeah. what I mean? 
Right. So yeah, I'm speaking of albums as like the compilation of songs, not necessarily the physical discs. But right. Yes. No, so, me too. Yeah. The actual. Yeah, okay. yeah. And I think that's going to be gone because I think the the main thing that we're going to have going for us is that we can consistently release great music so that our audience is always engaged and as soon as they get as soon as they've heard this one song enough we throw another one right at them and say you like that one check this one out as opposed to waiting for two years for the album to be done you know so that's that's what sos studio is it's helping people uh record singles and albums two weeks at a time everybody knows their gear super efficiently so we can bang out tracks and mixes and 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 mastering like that um and get your get your music from a scratch track to itunes in two weeks basically um and it's been it's been a lot of fun it's been great you know it's it's a it's a challenge for me but the main thing is i really want to help people so um if something looks like it's not helping some of my songwriters then i adjust it it's me it's a one-person show and uh, and I'm trying to just get to that point where everything clicks and everybody starts seeing, you know, just great advancements in what they've been doing. And, you know, so part of it is giving them the tools to do it. And part of it is giving them the inspiration and the do it yourself tip so that you have the control over it all by yourself. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that was like a five-minute elevator speech. I just, <laughs> whoever well, I you know what? That, if this was Shark away. Tank, if this was Shark Tank, and I had millions of dollars, then I I would be I investing it. in you. Exactly. Oh, wonderful! Thank I, you. I would be I would be uh, yeah, beautiful. Well, our, our membership that we're trying out now is five dollars a month. So you know, it doesn't need, it doesn't take millions of dollars. It's five bucks a month. So nice. if uh, and that's a new thing. I'm trying to find ways to. I've been supporting everything financially. I've been because it was a project. It's been coming out of my pocket, but now trying to trying to switch over to the idea that this is community driven. This is everybody has some stake in this, and trying to find ways that people can contribute very small amounts and still get great things from it. You know, I love that. It's kind of the idea behind Netflix: contribute a small amount, and everyone benefits if you get enough people to do it. Not anything like Netflix. You know what I mean? This <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> are you ready for 20 are, questions? Are you sharing your Netflix password with people? You're like, yeah, I right, just right. put $8. No, I mean, my <laughs> whole family got Netflix. <laughs> Awful. Sure, I'm ready for 20 questions. Awesome. Let's do this. Okay. Coffee or tea? Uh, tea. This one's redundant, but meat or veggies? <laughs> meat. <laughs> I was going to say, just to say <laughs> TV or Netflix? Netflix. Twitter or Facebook? Currently Twitter. Yoga or yogurt? Yoga. Lost or 24? Lost. Lost. Uh, is that a question? Wait, I wait. Know it. Which one of you is 24? I'm lost. Well, <laughs> I, li- I like both, but I would probably say that I do lean a bit more towards 24. Oh, I, <gasps> just a little bit. Not a lot, lost. just a little bit. All Man, lost. We just, we just keep going back and forth. Eh? Angel All lost swing here. Like oh, crazy, that's right? going to keep happening. <laughs> All right, okay. Friends or Seinfeld? Good one. Uh, friends. Marvel or DC? Mm, Marvel. Gavin DeGraw or John Mayer? <laughs> Gavin DeGraw. <laughs> Ross has Canada? been stalking you. <laughs> yeah, I have. Canada yeah. or Scotland? Oh. Oh, come on. That's not fair, guys. Um, I think it's quite fair. I have, I have family from both. Oh, really? So, so, I can tell. I can tell. Yeah. No, it's true. Um, so... Uh, both. Look cool. at that. You can do that. <laughs> Two of my personal favorites, Family Guy or American Dad? Family Guy. 
Zombies or vampires? Zombies. Tina Fey or Amy Poehler? I'm sorry, that's a tough one. Oh. I don't know if I could pick. I could pick. Really? Who'd you pick? Yeah. I'm going to wait for Jordan to answer first. Okay. I don't want to influence his uh, decision. I'll say Tina Fey. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I love Amy Poehler too, but Tina Fey, you know, she... 30 Rock, she wrote Mean Girls. She yeah, did, Bossy uh, Pants is fantastic. Yes, Bossy Pants. I, I've read awesome. excerpts from that, yeah. However, really, I did just... Really I, funny. I just went back and watched the new um, What Had American Summer series. And Any good? Yes. Yes. It's, oh it's, my lord, is it amazing. <laughs> it's so good. And it's like, they're... they're just like the original, they, the the great thing is they stayed so true to the original like style of the of the movie, where there are a million punchlines and setups and everything else going on, and not all of them work. Some of them are just so freaking crazy that you're just left there wondering why you're watching this. But the ones that do work are just mind-bogglingly good, and they didn't they didn't change anything. That's how the original movie was too. You know, it's just like. This is how we're going to do it, and it was fantastic. Plus, it's great seeing everyone 15 years older trying to play teenagers or like years younger. I've, I've yeah. still not watched it, but uh, I'm, watch I am going to. It's on my list. It's on yeah. my ever-growing list of things to watch. Yeah, but check yeah, it out. Uh, Christopher Maloney's arc. I one of my favorite parts of the new series is Christopher Maloney, um, who's beard guy, right? Um, right, right. The, the the chef, the cook, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. Um, dude, his the range that he shows in this is just I know hilarious, just I fantastic. Know. So yeah, check it out. Breaking Bad or Homeland? Breaking Bad. Good choice. <laughs> Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton? Michael Jackson. Seth Green or Seth MacFarlane? Oh. You know, I feel more of a personal connection with Seth Green. Don't know oh, why. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Just from seeing him, maybe it's, maybe it's the generation thing. Maybe it's, I, I saw him in movies when he was younger before I saw Family Guy. So maybe there's, just, I think there's a little bit of history there. Plus he's a redhead. So right, right. <laughs> yeah. Ricky Gervais or Ricky Martin? Gervais. Yes. Animal rights. Yes, although he is not vegan or vegetarian, which I find a little bit of dichotomy there. And there are a few <laughs> animals he's like, it's okay to kill these animals, but not these animals. So he's got to right. figure his shit out. But hey, yeah. he's doing better than some celebrities. Come on, Ricky. You yeah, come on, on man. Talk to him about it. Well, we know he, con- he watches the show regularly, every week. Oh, so. yeah. Okay, it's, good, yeah. good. Whale or kale? Oh, that's fun. Whale kale. Um, I like whales. I like, I like kale in smoothies. Me too. Not necessarily. Kale chips, I've tried many, many times, and for some reason, I sometimes get a little bit of a headache after. I don't know if it's maybe some of the spices. Maybe you're detoxing when you have it. Yeah. <laughs> you need water, water, water. Yeah. I only, <laughs> I only eat kale chips when I'm massively hungover, so I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder what it could be. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where the hangover's coming from. Yeah. Uh, but Can whales. We I love that whales. One, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bette Midler or the Riddler? Oh... I like Bette Midler, and here's why. She's got, I mean, <laughs> do I have to give a reason why? I know. You don't She's have fantastic. to. I mean, but she is. She, I've heard so many stories of the, like the the stage fright that she has. You know, oh, like really? she's got massive stage fright. But she's a performer. She's a headliner. She's got her own show. She she leads movies, and she just overcomes it. And she embeds herself in the character or x y and z you know and I, th- I think that's awesome I, I every time i see something by her now i think of that and i watch her trying to trying to find those moments when there might be a glimpse of stage fright in them there's none do, there's do none. you she's, relate to that she's a queen um i relate to it in the sense that 
whenever I'm not doing something, I'm usually, I'm a very introverted person. I, mm-hmm. you know, I, uh, um, somebody defined introversion. One. Normally, inter- being introverted has a bit of a negative stigma to yeah, it. Yeah, which it should. And uh, somebody defined it once, and I heard this, and it resonated so profoundly, and I love it, is that um, an introvert is someone who is energized by being alone. Yes, yes. I've read that too. Yeah. And I think that is like such that. a clear, wonderful way of saying it, because it's true. It's like I, I, find I have boundless energy when I'm alone, um, but then you put me in a situation where I have to be on or I have to do something, you know, it, it wears out pretty quickly or I end up shutting down or whatever. But mm-hmm. so I, I resonate on that degree, but no, I've, I've always loved, I've always loved being on stage. And, uh, and if I do have those, those nerves, I usually just translate it into the performance and, oh, and I use love them. that. Yeah. I love that. We all need to, we all need to do what we have to do to recharge, recharge yeah. our batteries, you know? Yeah, okay. So. And I'm sorry for the last question. Okay. <sighs> Ross or Marcio? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wasn't that the no, it was Canada, or, Canada Scotland or Scotland. Oh, that was no. just countries. <laughs> now you have to choose between the the individuals. The I can't think of another word. We're so okay. messed up. Okay, again, not so just because of like the whole Seth Green thing and and going back to just just uh, you 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 anticipate it. You see it coming. I'm I'm tempted not to give it to you because you see it. No, I don't give it to someone. Just do something. Okay, okay, Marcio. Marcio. Yeah, because I wear lots of I wear lots of hats like that. What are they called? Fedoras. Is that a fedora? Yeah, I think this is fedora. I don't know. Okay, I I wear I wear lots of hats of that. Now, Now, Jordan, um, we want to know what you think one of the biggest mistakes uh, aspiring actors make when they audition. Great. Okay. The biggest thing is walking into the room and trying to show the the creative team or whoever's auditioning you, showing them what they want to see. Mm-hmm. That's your number one mistake. The, one of my favorite things that I look back on about my career is that I was so young and so stupid when I did so many things that my naivete often gave me the confidence to book the job. And I mean that by... I would be the person who wouldn't overthink it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't sit there thinking, oh, what do they want to see? What are they looking for? What is, what's their, you know, how are they going to judge me? I would read something and I would go with the first impulse and be like, that is the perfect, that's it. That's the perfect thing. And I take it in there and I end up doing something that's different from what the other 30 people before me have done. And that sticks out. And either it works in your favor or it doesn't, but at least you got to be true to you, you know? And um, I, like I think that. that's it. I think it's embrace your naivete because if, if your naivete turns to something where someone has to come to you and say, hey, that's not how we do it, then you can use that as a learning experience and say, oh, I didn't realize. I'm sorry. Okay, cool. Great, great. Let's, let's fix it moving forward. But oftentimes that naivete is going to allow you to really shine as your personal individual self and show you for your your truest self you know and, and allow you to do it without without coloring anything without judging yourself without without uh putting on any ideas of what should happen and you just do it and you do it 100 percent. i love that nice. i love awesome. that i think that can relate to a lot of different things too sweet yeah cool. totally yeah could you give us one music recommendation one tv recommendation and one film recommendation first thing okay. that comes to your mind okay what about i just i was just watching something on Netflix, I enjoyed it. Oh, well, of course. I was just watching Arrested Development. Ah, yes. The new series. Mm-hmm. You, you can never go wrong with Arrested Development. Um, or Breaking Bad. So, both of those. Music Agreed. recommendation. Um, 
Oh, goodness. I've been listening to a lot of Mumford & Sons lately, and I don't know what to think about their new album. Hmm. Do you guys find that? I, I actually not listen to the new album. Okay. I love okay. the first album, but I've not listened yeah. to... I don't think anything in between, actually. Dude, they went for a complete departure. They went from, like, they got the same producer as Arctic Monkeys, and so now they're, there's not an acoustic track on their new album. It's all, like, driven rock. Um, just a, just drastic departure. So I, if nothing else, listen to it. If you're a Mumford & Sons fan, which I am, uh, and they've got that really heavy folk vibe, you know? Yeah. Go listen to the new album, see what you think, because it's uh, it's, it will it will shine a completely different light on the band. There's no banjo, there's no stand up bass. There's uh, it's all electric guitar and and drums and keys and everything else, just like a you know you would expect from Arctic Monkeys. Um, and what's the third thing? Music. Your movies? what's your favorite film of all time? I never know the answer to this one. You pick one. First thing that comes to your mind. First thing that came to mind was Amelie. Does that count? <laughs> Uh, it's is. a film, so it counts. It's a French film. Let's see. Oh, is it really? I'll have to watch yeah. it. Oh, dude. Dude. Watch it. That is a film for Do you artists. want to change really? your answer from uh, Ross or Marcio because Marcio doesn't know what Amelie is? <laughs> no, you no, can't no, do he that. doesn't. You no, he doesn't. We have to move on anyway, so you can find Jordan uh, at jordanwoods-robinson.com. Uh, go visit the studio, sosstudio.co. And on Twitter and Instagram, he is at jwoodsrobinson. That's Robinson, 1B, 1N, 1S. So I guess I can just spell it out, J-W-O-O-D-S-R-O-B-I-N-S-O-N. And, but Facebook is uh, slash Jordan, Robin, Jordan Woods Robinson. Yeah, full name. I know, it's all... It's Man, like, having the hyphenated name is difficult sometimes. Yeah, we have the hyphen. Well, we have the hyphen in our in our Bridge Atlantic and it drives us nuts. <laughs> yeah, right? It really does. It gets at you. By the way, where can I find you guys now? Well, look at that. He just set us up. You are, you are, I like you. <laughs> so I'm running for my next solo album as well as um, I've just released my, um, my side project, Midnight Soundtracks, debut on 4Play. You can hear my solo music at marcianovella.com. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, which are all slash Marcianovelli. And I'm working on websites for various artists at the moment. And you can check out my work, my blogs at electrickiwi.co.uk. And you'll find me on Twitter and Instagram at electrickiwi and on Facebook, electrickiwidesign. This episode was brought to you by Chris Keaton Presents. Uh, find out more about what Chris does and how he can help you at chriskeaton.com. And if you'd like to sponsor the show, visit bridge-the-atlantic.com slash sponsors. Awesome. He sounds so pro saying our sponsors now, eh? Yeah. I feel like Jordan I'm Van... I'm going over to Chris Keaton's site. Yes, do that. Man, yeah. this has just been great. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, come back on again soon, please. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for being awesome, and we'll see you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 